Yep, I've been I've been recording. I I, I done did it, man. <clears throat> did he done did it? All right. One, two, three. Welcome to the Politipop Podcast, the podcast where we take your favorite Gone Too Soon actors and discuss the social and political themes of his iconic roles. I am your co-host, Mike Booch, and I'm oh so enthralled to be joined by my co-host... Ty. What's up? Dude, I'm just really excited to talk to you today, like, you know, as a friend, and uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that the sentiment uh, goes both ways, Ty. Uh, but we are uh, we're here today. We're going to do a little bit of housekeeping at the beginning, as we are wont to do, uh, because there's much house to keep these days. Uh, but uh, the you know the crux of this the crux of this episode is going to be talking about uh, Chadwick Boseman. I don't want to say eulogizing him because I didn't know him, so I feel that's kind of weird. I didn't follow his entire career like like I have some other celebrities, so. Um, we're just going to be, uh, discussing Chadwick, uh, you know, what we know about his, uh, his roles that we've seen him in, uh, the impact those had and, you know, what, what we do know about his life, uh, you know, based on, uh, what, you know, what others have had to say. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So before we get into that, let's, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. What do you have on your mind today? What's grinding your gears? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Mandalorian trailer just dropped, right? And I think a lot of people are excited about that. That was the one piece of Star Wars content that I think was less controversial that people really seem to enjoy. Uh, we'll start Gina. Oh, you did think that, but you thought wrong. Yeah, well, Gina Carano, who uh, <laughs> who stars in The Mandalorian, oh, nice. decided to come out on Twitter and uh, say some really fucked up shit. Um, she has been uh, putting some alt-right stuff, anti-mass stuff, and may or may not have attacked um, trans people. So it's kind of it's kind of a uh, wow. That's two co-stars this season. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of allegedly. Wait on, on that show. Yeah, dude. Uh, there's a there's a case against Rosario Dawson. Oh um, shit! She hasn't been. Uh, yeah, she hasn't been like proven guilty or anything. The case came out in t- uh, 2019. We, I, I just found out about it now. Wait, she was in uh, the Mandalorian? I don't even remember this. She's been cast for season two as Ahsoka. Oh, okay, like, right, right, right. One of my favorite um. Star Wars character. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, apparently this this isn't funny. By the way, this is um, <clears throat> it's fucked up. What we call in the podcast business a uh, hate crime. So his, uh, Rosario Dawson's mom, I guess that she was the landlord for a trans tenant, a trans man, and um, and uh, they were trying to evict this tenant, and uh, you know. And when the tenant refused to go, uh, Rosario's mom, like, dragged him out uh, by his arm and, like, uh, you know, sat on top of him, started punching him in the face. And Rosario uh, uh, apparently, allegedly held him down. And um, and then her mom said, not much of a man now, are you? Something like that. Oof. Yeah, so uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard anything else about it except for that initial thing, and you know, same thing with uh, what was it, Gina Carano? Yeah, Gina Carano. Yep. Yeah, so same thing with Gina. You know, I just, uh, I didn't know about the anti-masker stuff. I did know that she said some uh, 
some some fucked up shit about trans people. Well, it started with uh, I guess Pedro Pascal had added the pronouns he slash him on his profile, so she went and yes, put yes. boop bop beep on hers. Um, you know, and, and listen, it, it wasn't like an outright you know horrible thing she was saying, but people clearly knew that she was mocking she could the even, use of pro- pronouns. Ignorance and be like. She could even be like, oh, well, I'm in Star Wars and there's droids. And well, like she that. did claim ignorance because she wound up tweeting out that, yes, Pedro and I spoke and he helped me understand why people were putting them in their bios. I didn't know before, but I do now. I won't be putting them in my bio, but good for all you who choose to. I stand against bullying, especially the most vulnerable and freedom to choose. So she's claiming she didn't know. You know, she kind of took a back step on that. Um, but she has also, you know, supposedly come out with some... Some anti-mask stuff and just just some stuff that has raised some red flags, I think, on on who she is a little bit, um, and that's kind of disappointing. You know, it really is. Like, it it does suck to know that that trash people exist in all uh, facets of life and in in all uh, corners. So, you know, of course, like we we kind of fall in love with these heroes that we see and you know, on screen and everything, and then when it turns out that that the people who portray them are are you know are are not as uh as morally sound as the heroes we see it you know it can be disappointing just like you said and uh you know especially for um i i don't know uh i don't know exactly how to say this especially for an actor who like like Gina is pretty built like yes. she in some ways like her you know her, her physique could you know be uh re- you know referred to as a little more masculine than your than your uh, stereotypical for sure. uh, woman physique uh you know Personally, I I think you know she looks great regardless, and I'm all about body positivity regardless of what shape your fucking body's in. But you know, I'm sure like if there were a transphobic person, like that's something that they would say to her, and I'm sure she probably has heard that before. Um, so you know, for for her to come out and and you know be as insensitive as all that is uh you know a little a little jarring. Um, the anti ma stuff anti ma by the way is anti mask. Um, is is really <laughs> rough too. I bet she's part of. I bet she like follows QAnon. Probably, <laughs> it seems Probably to be the QAnon. the consensus um, among the those kind of people. You know. Speaking of transphobia, were you going to talk about JK or no? No, I figured you would. <laughs> In fact, okay. I knew you well, would. <clears throat> well, I'm going to be honest. I didn't have any housekeeping notes. Oh. Uh, I was just like, you know what? Ty's going to bring up stuff, and we'll do that. And then, of course, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, JK Rally. So yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, the the woman that you grew up on on her her works about uh, inclusivity and believing in yourself and standing up to to uh, authority uh, who who abuses their power and and you know the the Harry Potter series probably helped a lot of people come to terms with who they were in their own identities as far as personal and 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 you know where they stand on on uh, their own sexuality and heteronormativity and everything. This this woman who's given an entire generation of children now adults uh the the courage to stand up and know what is right to do it's beautiful it's really beautiful continues to uh, come out with transphobic stuff and honestly more power to her because like i she's tripled down at this point yeah like, she's she de- hasn't tried <laughs> to pretend that she's not garbage and she's just like you know what i'm garbage like let me appeal to other garbage people yeah you know she knows her base. She just I, I think it's so fucking dumb. Like just shut up. You know what I mean? Like why why are you trying to get rid of fans? Like you know, just just keep it to yourself. But like she just keeps coming out and saying shit. So what did she say this time? 
Well, she uh, she came out with a new book, and the book has uh, has. Uh, you know, like a serial killer. It's kind of a mystery thing uh, that comes out under a pseudonym. As I mentioned before, I didn't really have the notes in front of me, but the pseudonym actually shares its name with uh, one of the individuals who who started uh, conversion therapy. This conversion therapy being that they would put electrodes into the pleasure center of your brain and use that to uh, turn you straight. So uh, sh- she Yikes. shares her pseudonym. Her, her 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 pen name uh, with with that person. She has denied that that's what it is and says, "Oh, it's my father's name followed by my fantasy name as a as a little girl." You know, whatever. Like she, you know, we all know what this is. The writing's on the wall. Uh, but yeah, the serial killer uh, mystery novel. The serial killer is. Uh, you know, a cross-dressing guy, and, you know, the main thing is, like, oh, you know, never trust a man in a dress, and, right, uh, right. you know, there's mentions of, like, oh, you know, we're in prison, you're not going to do too well, uh, pre-op, or something oh like that. Oh, my God. And it's like, yeah, dude, like, those are the words <sighs> I use in there, so, uh, you know, I'll find it, put, in the, put it Jeez, in the notes, yeah. uh, but that's, that's, you know, basically what happened. Harry so, Potter and the Silence of the Lambs, man, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Silence of the Lambs was uh was was very very dated, especially for such a progressive story. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. You know about like a woman earning her merits based on how hard she works and how superior she is to the men in her field and not how she looks. And then they're like, oh, also the psycho is a transvestite, which is the yeah. term they use. I yeah. do not use yeah. that term. It is. It was based on on the actual killer though, right? Uh, what's his name? Gacy. Wasn't it loosely based on him? Uh, it was loosely based on Gacy, Ed Gein, and oh, Ted Bundy. Yeah, he, he had the charisma of Ted Bundy. Used his tricks with the cast and everything. Uh, he, you know, skinned people, which is what Ed Ed Gein did. And um, Gacy also did some other fucked up shit, I guess. So yeah, um, but uh, but yeah. So That's what great. else do you have following the uh, transphobia of our heroes? Oh yeah. So uh, we spoke about John Boyega, I think, last episode, and uh, there was some more controversy involving him. Um, he recently resigned from Joe Malone as the ambassador over a Chinese ad in which they replaced him by a Chinese actor. So he uh, he had shot you know uh, an ad or or made an ad with it, and uh, they decided you know what. People in China are racist, so let's just replace them. And he was not—he was not uh, informed of this before they—they they used it. They—they they just did it. So uh, they wound up apologizing publicly to him. Um, but he came out and he said it was wrong uh, to have used another actor without his consent or prior notice. Um, and that uh, let's see, dismissively treating out one's culture this way is not something I can condone. So he he decided to just uh, just step away, and I believe he was the first uh, male, I guess, ambassador, male model for for this company, um, and they uh, they did a, they did a big no no. So John Boyega continues to to fight for what's right, I think, you know, and and, and speak his mind, and uh, he's not afraid of burning some bridges along the way. So good, good on him. What uh, what company is this again? What do they do exactly? It's a. It's like a. It looks like a, it's a perfume brand. Okay. Okay. So like. So it's it's a retail brand and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So like. Um, I guess I like just, he was I the first male model for like, them. I wonder if it's just like 
him like you know doing the Dwayne Johnson pose, buttoning his cufflinks and looking away. Yeah, he has like the black hands and everything, and then it's just a Chinese face on his body. Oh, or if it's like is it a terrible Photoshop? Oh or God, is it a, is it a completely different model? I they're, believe it's. They're like, we don't even need to hire someone. We can just Photoshop it. Yeah, oh, just God. Photoshop. Cut some corners. Um, and uh man uh also if you if you were on reddit like i am you and you followed QAnon like i do you would know that john boyega <laughs> just genuinely hates chinese people that's another thing that, that the mainstream media is not going to tell you yeah, no i'm kidding john boyega is a national treasure even though he's not from our nation uh which he's he's a he's a national treasure for england so but it, it's interesting right like you know because people let these things go all the time and it's kind of like do this point it's like like white supremacy is so uh, i'm not sure if i'm using the correct term subverted uh but i guess i'll just say it's like subliminally put in our in our everything every bit of media you know that that we look up and uh, you know, uh, I was looking at porn today and it took me like to the second page to get to any videos that had a black person in it. OK, yeah. so so think about that, <laughs> America. Um, I, just, I just think it's cool that like, you know, he's he's been speaking out, you know, against racism and, and you know, talking about his own experiences. I think it would have been wrong of him to not step up when, you know, he was put in this position. Um and, and you know, good on him. Again, he you know he lost another job, but but he he stood up for what's right. And you know, this is just this comes right after he just came out and, and called out Disney. So it, it, it's just it's a lot, you know, to 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 put on this guy. But he's uh he, he's fighting. Good and power to him for it. Let him do it. Yeah. Uh, what's the next story we have? Tom? All right, my last story. My last story is uh, Jason Momoa has come out and he claims serious stuff went down on the set of Justice League amid director investigation. The actor claims the cast was treated in a shitty way. Uh, so he's basically come out. <laughs> yeah, he, he don't, you know, Momoa don't give a fuck. He didn't mince words. quote, <laughs> shitty way. Yeah, so I don't know if we talked about this on the show. We might have briefly mentioned it, but uh, Fisher. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we mentioned it with Ray Fisher. Right, yeah, he played, he played Cyborg. He came out and he said that Joss Whedon was, was abusive. He was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable in how he treated them. And the DC dismissed his complaints about the situations. So um, Momoa had previously hinted at his support. But uh, he has now come straight out and called for a further investigation. Um, he, he said, sharing a picture of Fisher oh, and him shit. at Comic-Con, Momoa wrote, this shit has to stop and needs to be looked at. Ray Fisher and everyone else who experienced what happens under the watch of WB Pictures needs proper investigation. Uh, the actor then claimed that an announcement made back in July that he would be starring a Warner Brothers live-action remake of Frosted the Snowman was released without his permission to the, try to distract from Ray Fisher speaking up speaking up oh. about the shitty way we were treated on Justice League reshoots. Frosty's it's back. it's such a fucking ridiculous. <laughs> fucking Frosty, my man. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. A snowman. What? We got to deploy Frosty. Do it. We didn't. He's not ready, sir. No, we got to do this. We got to get in front of him now. <laughs> why? Why Cal Drogo is playing Frosty the Snowman? And they, had, they felt they needed. They're like, fuck. We need. To, we need some good publicity. Uh, Frosty the Snowman. Everyone loves him. So anyway, uh, yeah. He he said some serious stuff went down. It needs to be investigated. People need to be held accountable. Um, he started that hashtag. I stand with Ray Fisher. So 
Uh, it's clear that this isn't just Ray Fisher coming. Joss Whedon. I know, right? Like, what the fuck, man? Fuck, bro. Uh, you have as a director. It's incredibly disappointing. I mean, that's so sad, right? Joss Whedon, I think, is like a nerd icon. He he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, the first two Avengers films. You know, he did Firefly, Serenity, like he feminist stuff. Yeah, supposed to be him, but but again. Fucking again. I bet he fucking brought a trans person on set and had everyone uh, fucking say mean things to that trans person. Turns out all of our heroes are transphobic. Yeah, pretty much, right? Well, I don't know. He cheated on his wife like a couple years back. And I feel like ever since then, he's just been on a downward spiral. And uh, if people don't know, he he wound up leaving Marvel after Avengers Age of Ultron. He said it burned him out. It was too much work. Like he couldn't take it anymore. And then he wound up signing on to do Justice League uh, after Zach. <laughs> I just feel like he's like, damn it, it was so hard trying to abuse all these. All these <laughs> yeah. Crew. yeah. He's Nobody like, he was helping me abuse. You know how hard it is to abuse <laughs> Robert Downey <laughs> Jr.? That guy's fucking hit rock bottom before. <laughs> all right. Like, there's no way. Um, yeah, so he, he wound up signing on to Justice League after Sally Zack Snyder's daughter uh, committed suicide. Um, and, and it yeah. seems like the cast is standing behind Zack Snyder, you know? They seem to actually, like, really respect um, his vision, the way he treated the cast. You know, a lot of them are coming out with, you know, you know they want the, the Snyder cut. Uh, and I know Sna- <laughs> Zack oh, Snyder well, yeah. got a lot I mean, of shit, right? Like, people, like, yeah. hated on him. But clearly, he seems like a better human being than Joss Whedon. So uh, I think that's more important than, Which than your work. Which I would prefer. Yeah. Like, get, like, guess what? The movies he makes are Zack Snyder movies. Fair. I remember when I saw Justice League with you. Uh, no, uh, Batman v Superman with you for the first time. And, like, Bruce Wayne was floating up with the hurricane of bats around him. And I'm like, okay, all right, it's that kind of movie. Like, that's what we're doing. Like, he just goes over the top, you know, real, like, cinematic popcorn, like, visual uh, stimulation. That's his stuff. And and I'm okay with that, you know, as because, like, he doesn't have to make Nolan-level shit. Yeah, that's um, not his thing, you know? Uh, you know he's a solid, it, but more, most importantly, he's a good man. Yeah, yeah. Thing, so I, I don't think he's a bad director. You know, I thought Man of Steel was good. I liked Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, he, 300, you know, has its moments. He's not an amazing director, but he definitely has <laughs> a visual style. It's a fun film. Yeah, yeah, you know? Exactly. And yeah. and apparently he you treats know, his, uh, his cast and crew well, so... Uh, that's that's very important. And uh, yeah. fuck I, I Joss Whedon. I just picture, yeah, like I just picture like all the, you know, the cast. They, you know, the meme with uh, Wolverine from the animated series. Yes. And he's holding the <laughs> photograph in bed. <laughs> it's just like it's them and Zack Snyder. Uh, <laughs> it's just cool like you think Zack Snyder was. You think like he was just smoking weed all the time with them. And who knows, man? Gal Gadot for her like her pro-Israel stance. <laughs> I wish that'd like, be amazing. It's just like what? What did he like? What happened? You know, he comes on the set. I think most of the movie was filmed. He just came in to finish it, and the dude's like, "No, no, no, no. we're scrapping all yeah. this shit, reshooting a bunch of stuff, and we're gonna abuse the fuck out of everyone on set." So it's just like, what happened oh to Joss God. Whedon? You know, like who hurt you, man? He goes like, "Hey, Jason, I see you're playing Aquaman," <laughs> and he takes like a bottle of water. He just slowly unscrews the top, and then he starts pouring it out on the floor. And he's like, how does that make you feel, Aquaman? <laughs> and Moho is like, fuck this. Oh, my <laughs> That's God. It. I don't know, man. Maybe he's oh just, maybe maybe he's like, you know, he's a feminist, but he, he maybe he's just a racist. You know, like, I don't know. I, I guess they, they don't maybe. necessarily have to go hand in hand, but uh, apparently he treated no, Ray Fisher like a piece of shit. Don't. So, um, I'm sure. Yeah. God. I mean... I, I, I really want to know, but I know I'll be so disappointed when I know. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's Mick G is all right. Yeah. Right? Uh, G who made Chuck. Uh, I hope. I don't no, know. is he not? Who knows? I mean, Adam Baldwin was in Chuck. He's a fucking alt right son of a bitch. So yeah, God. It... He played he played Casey, who like loved Ronald Reagan and shit, and was yeah. That wasn't an act. <laughs> I'm starting to think that when he was mowing people down in Full Metal Jacket, and oh, not that Christ, wasn't a fucking act either. Don't idolize celebrities because oh they'll just disappoint you. That's what I've learned. They definitely will. You you don't have any other stories? That's all I got, man. That that that's it. I'm sorry. I, I you know I thought I brought enough, but no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we're not a news show, but uh, I will mention that there have been reports from a Georgia uh, concentration camp for uh, for undocumented immigrants mm, that uh, they are doing mass sterilizations. They're performing hysterectomies on the women without their consent. Uh, you know, you also know that there's been lack of uh, COVID testing, that there's been uh, chemical warfare in there. They're they're spraying things that are actually like uh, hurting the, the, the detainees. And uh, this is just absolutely terrible. So, uh, you know, we are in the midst of fascism. And um, I wish that those fucking Pizzagate sons of bitches would do something about that. Don't show up to a fucking restaurant. You know, take your guns and show up to a detainment facility and save some lives. It's disgusting, bro. Um, oh, it's yeah, it's it's horrible. What you yeah. know, what they're doing to these people against their will. It's like what gives you the right, you know. But uh, here we are. So, yeah, I, don't worry. I feel like we'll pay for it. Like, like eventually, <laughs> hopefully, something's got to happen. We're gonna have someone with superpowers, and the first person is gonna be. A uh, fucking undocumented immigrant who's been abused, and we'll we'll get ours. That'd be legit. You know who knows? Uh, yeah, it really would be. Oh fuck, another comic idea, son of a bitch. I know. I don't know why. I keep we we gotta stop throwing these on the podcast. I know. Fuck you guys. <laughs> if really you're listening, you take to. that idea. <laughs> we really have. We really have to. You are all illegal. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, what else is going on? Oh, in Tulsa, uh, two cops were shot by uh by a drunk driver. It looked like um. Uh, one of them was shot in the head and killed, unfortunately, and the other one was uh, shot and is, is in recovery at the moment. Um, interesting thing about this is that the kid who shot them, I'd say kid, he's probably in his 20s. They pulled him over for, like, driving a car with expired tags and an illegal lane shift or something. And then for, like, 15 minutes, yelled at him to get out of the car and, you know, and he wouldn't get out of the car. And, um, you know, he shot these two officers. His friend came, picked him up, and then and then they went back to his place or something. And this kid, who was white, was he brought in alive or dead, Ty? Go. He was brought in dead? No, he's white. He was brought in alive. Oh, he was white. I'm sorry. I, I, I have not been following Oh, you missed story. the white part. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, so anyway, this, yeah, he shot two, uh, sh- two uh, officers or, or deputies. I don't know the, you know, the specific ranks. Uh, two cops. And, um, you know, he was brought in alive. Um, and But, like, even, like, if you watch the video, you'll find the link in the show notes. Like, you can just see that these cops are escalating the situation to no end. Like, a yeah. simple, like, hey, could you get out of the car? We have to tow it, blah, blah. We'll give you a ride home. Like, I, I don't know. But And once again, the whole, it is a hard job. It is a hard job. I don't know exactly what I do in the situation. Guess what? That's why I'm not a fucking cop. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, for sure. But, like, yeah. But yeah, no like one's saying they deserve to be shot. Him, like, trying to pull them out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No. You know, that's I mean, it's terrible. Like, you know, I said it before, like I, I thought I thought I would feel good, honestly, about like people on the other side getting shot. Like, you know, when Michael Reinhold killed that dude. Uh, but like I didn't. I felt fucking terrible. I felt fucking shitty that it had to come to this. And yeah, um, 
or that it did come to this and it didn't have to. Well, like, I think if just... you're if you're a good person, you don't want people to die. You don't want it, you know. We're fucking vegans. We don't want anything to die, right? Like we we just want everything yeah, to live and be happy and coexist. That's that's like that's what we want. But you know, when you're forced into a corner, you know, like when you corner a, an animal, they're gonna fucking fight back, you know. And that's that's what happens when you, with people too, you know. You put them in a position where they feel like they're fighting for their lives, and uh, and it's happening more and more. Um, and you said this this guy was. So this guy was white, right? He shot two cops, and they brought him in alive? Yes. Yeah, they brought him in alive, dude. What the fuck? And they had, like, <laughs> when you watch this video, like, infinite patience, man. Um, Like, infinite patience. I mean, they were, like I said, yelling at him at, like, top of their lungs. Get out of the fucking ground! Get out of the ground! Get out of the ground! Like this whole, like, oh, my God. And they finally start trying to drag him out. I guess I guess the kid got, got hold of one of their guns. And fucking shoots him. They're screaming. It's blood curdling. It's fucking terrible, bro. Um, wow. You know, but infinite patience. You know, we only ask that 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 same patience be extended toward all. Uh, so like, did did members. they did they take him there? Or did he get away? No, his he called his friend, and his friend came and picked him up and drove him away. And he's on the run, or or they took they got him. No, no, they got him. They oh, got him, okay, and they arrested okay. the friend. They said the friend was an accessory to murder. Jesus Christ. The lawyer's like, hey, he didn't do any like he. He showed up after the shooting happened. Like, he had nothing to do with this. So he's not, you know, he's looking to get those charges dropped. Um, But, yeah, so, uh, whew. Wow. It is uh, it is rough. I think I think that was, uh, I think that was all I had. Our president said that he acknowledged uh, that he that he wanted to assassinate uh, somebody, uh, another world leader. He acknowledged that happened. Uh, apparently there was a, um, a town hall for Trump that didn't go so well, but I didn't watch that yet, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least we have a strong candidate in Joe yeah. Biden to to oppose him, so oh, yeah. it's gonna yeah, it's gonna go great. Man, at least we riding with Biden. All right. <laughs> uh, so you know we're talking about a lot of people that are letting us down. We're saying don't don't idolize celebrities; they'll let you down. But you know who hasn't let us down <laughs> except for the fact that he was all about like Kamala Harris. Yeah, yeah, that that did let me yeah. down actually a little bit, but um <laughs> but, but you know, a lot of people I keep I, my thing uh listeners is I keep telling Ty uh that you know, just some like some people don't know better yet or some people aren't there yet uh you know and like you know, Some I of you listening might not be there yet, so. you know? So it's it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And that's very true and uh you know, but I think we'll, Biden's going to come up at some point, so so we'll discuss him a little bit yes, later on. Yeah. But oh, uh, yes. one celebrity who hasn't let us uh, down um, was uh, Chadwick Boseman. He he passed away on April 15th, 2020, which is Jackie Robinson Day, yep. uh, where all of the MLB wear the number 42. Which um, is the name of the yes, movie in which he starred as Jackie Robinson. Wait, he was in a movie about Jackie Robinson? No shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He played him. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I didn't even <laughs> yeah. know that. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to be talking about uh, Chadwick and uh, and so, some of his uh, iconic roles, like I mentioned at the beginning, and um, you know we what we've seen, what it means to us, what it probably meant to others. Um, so yeah, get on up uh, is the uh, biopic of James Brown, the Godfather of Soul, and uh, Chadwick Boseman was chosen to portray him in this film, and. Uh, I had mentioned to you that I'm glad that I saw this movie uh, later on because while he like he's clearly a good he was clearly a great actor had a lot of range in my opinion, uh, but 
this was energy this role as James Brown it really blew me away and and I I lost myself to the role even the parts that had weird makeup like I I didn't really see Chadwick and um you know I only knew him as T'Challa I didn't see I didn't know anything about Chadwick Boseman until he uh, made it into the MCU for Civil War and most people didn't right like that's when he became a household name yeah and I think the reason is because of course like the MCU is uh, primarily catered to a child audience you know uh, and of course, those those children who grew up into adults, you know, being us and and love those characters as well. But but it, it, it is a very wide audience. I, I do think that him playing James Brown also uh, di- did something similar in that, like in the movie, he says that there's no bit of music that doesn't have a bit of James Brown in it. Not yes. one bit. Yep. You know, when he talks about how innovative he was as a musician and everything and, uh, you know, bringing stuff to soul and R&B and uh, just being so versatile as an artist. Uh, but. You know, everything that we're listening to today, or when did it come out? 2014, I think. Yeah. You know, uh, or, yeah. So uh, things that people were listening to then had bits of James Brown, and they probably didn't know who James Brown was. So through seeing this movie, it helped bring a very important black icon to uh, audiences who should know about him that that might not have before. And, um, you know, the cast was fucking killer. They, you know, they really brought it home. I thought that I thought that the acting was great. Um, you know, they now something that's interesting about this and a lot of his roles is how the movies themselves, they may or may not be about racism, but regardless, racism is a part of these people's stories. And you notice that he is playing what you would consider to be a successful person and all the, you know, Jackie Robinson, uh, you know, incredible athlete. He played Thurgood Marshall at one point, the first black Supreme Court justice. Uh, But racism is a huge part of all their stories. And I think, you know, of, of all the times, you know, when we're talking about it, I don't want to say all the times because Black Lives Matter comes up every every year or two anyway, because something always happens. Um, but, you know, now it is interesting that that is a part of our discourse. And, you know, as Chadwick passes, I, you know, I wonder what it's going to mean to people to see these movies for the first time and try and as they look through his filmography, just like you and I had to for, for these, um, you know, uh, get on up. They have James, you know, James Brown, uh, you know, his story is like an awesome example of how like white people love black products and black music, but they don't like black people. Yep. Um, you know, it talks about uh uh, repeating traumatic cycles that are bestowed upon you through poverty and hard times. And, um, you know, also MLK being shot, the riots, you know, he's talking about how, how about whether or not he's going to uh, go and meet with the leader of the Black Panthers or he's going to go to the president's place, the White House. And, you know, like, why should that be on one person to have like your entire like races uh, status? Like why? Why should that be yeah, on you? But yeah. but it was it, it was on James Brown. Of course, he came up with uh, "Black and I'm Proud," yep. uh, which I I feel like I uh, I didn't know that was him, but I, I think I'd heard the song uh, here here and there. Um, I, I'm talking a lot. What did you have to say about it? Um, you, I, so unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the entire film. Uh, a little bit of a time constraint this okay, week. Okay, we're going on to 42. Fucked it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, I did watch about half of it. I really, really enjoyed what I saw. I thought his performance was electric. You know, like he just he just drew you in and grabbed you. I mean, his even his dance moves. You know, I, I and like listening to the music, like I was I was all getting of his into own it. Dance moves, by the yeah, way. Yeah, like he yeah. really like went all he did out all for of his it. Own. Like, like you said, I didn't even recognize Chadwick, you know? 
when I was watching like tw um, 21 Bridges, I still knew that was Chadwick Boseman. But watching this, I, I didn't think that. Uh, I thought there was some, you know, like you said, they, they touched on some great stuff about, you know, poverty and race. Um, they even went into the Vietnam War a little bit. You know, there's a lot of black soldiers who fought. And, you know, there's a, there's almost a kind of a funny part where they're like, oh, you know, all these black soldiers, we get nothing. And then they finally bring James Brown, right? And and he uh, he goes out there and he performs for them and, and, and he gets them all hyped up in the middle of this, you know, chaotic uh probably you know war that we shouldn't have been fighting um so you know it was it was a it was really great oh yeah definitely it was a great yeah. film i'm surprised more people haven't talked about it i'm hoping maybe uh like you said people are going to revisit it as, as we did um and, and go back and watch a lot of his work and maybe it'll get the praise that he should have gotten back then because i really didn't hear much you know i didn't hear much about it uh, i'm surprised it wasn't uh you know this big academy award nominee um kind of film but yeah so you know from what i did see i thought it was really good yeah well uh you know definitely finish it and uh and you'll you know you you won't be sorry for it that was uh that's honestly that's probably my favorite chadwick film and uh you know i know that's that's rough to say given all, all the great work he's done but that like you said electric and that was the perfect way to describe it yeah for sure he also was in the film express which is about the first african-american heisman winner wow okay he played a supporting role. <laughs> he oh. played a defensive end in the movie. He didn't play the the first eyes. Come on! But interesting how he kind of gravitates to roles with that. I I only just found out a little while ago that he was uh in Thurgood Marshall's uh, biopic too. I'm like nice. Shit. Like, you know, it 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 is interesting because we have like you know we do have certain actors who are um typecast and are pigeonholed, right? Like you talk about uh your action stars, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sly Stallone, like. You know, they're the action guys. Then you have, like, your drama guys. You got, like, you know, your Morgan Freeman, your Tom Hanks, um, Dental Washington and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, like, it seems like Chadwick was the the biopic guy. Like, the black icon guy. Like, he could, you know, the Avatar. Dude, <laughs> like, fucking Avatar The Last Airbender. He was able to channel all the black icons who have come before him through his uh, through his, his, his own performance. Um and uh, I I I'm very curious as to what he would have gone on to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I know. Yeah, I think he was really developing into a, an extraordinary actor, and, and it's a real shame that we're not going to see what what he could have done. Um, but you know, his his story is interesting. Like uh, he, you know, he went to school for for acting. And uh, he was actually given the opportunity to go to uh, Oxford University in England, but he couldn't afford it. So he wasn't going to go. Um, his instructor at the time was actually friends with Denzel Washington, and she contacted him and some other friends, oh. and they paid for him and some other students to actually get that opportunity. So his acting career was more or less started by Denzel Washington. So, you know, he was helped That's by another amazing. black actor. Um, and and at one of his, uh, I believe it was one of his award speeches, I'm not sure which one it was, he thanked Denzel. He said, you know, without Denzel, there is no Chadwick Boseman. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's so great because he went on to help Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan always talks about how a lot of opportunities came from Chadwick. Um, he was mentored by Chadwick. They were very, very close friends for, for 10 years uh, before Chadwick's death. So it was, uh, it was a cycle of giving. 
You know, it started with Denzel. It was given to, to Chadwick, and then he gave it to Michael B. Jordan, uh, who was also an extraordinary actor. I mean, talk about three fantastic actors. So uh, I thought that was oh, yeah. that was really cool, you know, that the, kind of that, like, lineage being passed down uh, of goodwill and, and, and helping each other. And, of course, Chadwick starred opposite Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther, um, which, you know, is... It, it's more than just a superhero movie, right? Like... It's a film that you know, yeah, that little kids, you know, black kids can look at and say, "There's a hero I can be. I can, I can look up to that looks like me." You know, it, you know, as much as I love Captain America and Iron Man and all those guys, you know, they're all white, and, and me as a white person, like it's it's easy for me to 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 really like. All right, yeah, yeah. they all look like you. Yeah, you know, and, and your nice goatee, like Tony Stark, <laughs> and your strong jaw. Uh, I don't have a goatee anymore, but thank you. Um, you see yourself in them. Oh, do you have a full beard? Uh, yeah, I've, I've had one for years. But anyway, um, oh. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, it, it's nice for for those kids and, and those people to have a chance to to really look at them. And I'm not gonna lie to you, man. When I saw Black Panther, it got me hyped up. I was walking out of the theater going, "Wakanda forever!" Like I never wanted to be black more than after I saw that film. <laughs> My girlfriend's like, "You stop it!" And I'm like, "No, Wakanda forever!" I'm like, "Yes!" Like, "Fuck yeah!" You know, I was hyped up, man. So I can only imagine how how a black person felt yeah exactly yeah like i uh you know i mentioned it in our black panther podcast like i remember i was crying when i watched that movie uh just you know for it just, it just really looked amazing and it was great to see uh you know this term is used a lot like black excellence like um and you know to a point now like every time i watch a movie i'm always i think two things one if they're like shaking hands and hugging how are they doing that uh, because obviously the movie came out before 2020. Uh, but, you know, two, like, where are the black people in this movie? Like, that's one of my big things that I look for. You know, I try to see if it passes the Bechdel test, and I try to see how many black characters are in the movie. Um, you know, but it was, uh, it, it did mean a lot, like you said. And, you know, I was thinking about how, like, you talk about how he was in 42, and, like, we learn about Jackie Robinson in school. And, uh, and these days we see so many athletes of color on the on so many different fields, right? And then when you think about Get On Up, where he played James Brown, and uh, you know, I mean, a lot of so much entertainment and music started with uh, the you know the Afro Latino community to begin with, and now you know we uh, we do see so many successful uh, entertainers of color. Yeah, but. Like you said, the superhero one—that's a big one. What did we have? It, Spawn and Blade. Yeah, uh, and I think you know, I think there's like that. Yeah. There's that stigma that uh, like global audiences don't want a black lead, right? Uh, like Sony, a Sony, oh, Sony executive yes. said that uh, a couple years yeah. back. Like, there's always been a lot of controversy, and Black Panther fucking knocked their socks off and said. Hell no, that's not true. Uh, you know, this is a movie people are going to see of all colors, of all backgrounds. You know, you're going to get the black community out and, amongst others. And it, it did extremely, extremely well. Um, I got a couple of stats here. Um, let's see. It was the first Tyler, movie. The stat guy. That's me. Uh, it was the first movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to have an opening weekend's domestic box office receipt surpass the production cost of that movie. So they uh, it cost two hundred million Damn. to make, and they made two hundred and two million the opening weekend, which is unbelievable. Wow. Um, it that is. Yeah, I mean, think about that, right? Uh, what else? It also. 
Uh, so Black Panther was the only movie with a black leading first billed actor or with a primarily black cast to exceed $1 billion in paid box office. And also at the time of his death, Black Panther was 11th on the all-time list of highest grossing films. So, you know, uh, I think, you know, part of the reason a lot of other black-led uh, films or, or, you know, mainly black cast films haven't done as well financially and, and successfully is because they probably aren't marketed as much, right? Like, they're not putting the, 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 the you know, the production oh, companies yeah. aren't putting the money in to actually get them out there into the public eye. Black Panther is a Marvel film, um, and, and they had already been so successful with their films, they knew they had to put a lot into it. Yeah, they're and, a global player. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Disney owns them, and, and they got the money back very quickly. It was extremely successful. I think it proves that, look, you can do this. You know, you can do this and you can do it right. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say Black Panther was the best superhero movie ever made, but it was very good. It's definitely one of the best. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. it, it has some great performances, some great, you know, Forrest Whitaker's in it, Michael B. Jordan. You know, there's some great people. Um, and, it's, and it's awesome. It's yeah, and if I could talk about those performances, like that—that that was a really big risk because there hadn't been a movie like this before with this kind of budget and this kind of uh, studio behind it. That is like majority black cast, crew, um, you know, like an audience. Like that's really what they were going for, and it paid off so much. But you know, I talked about how like why was it up to Jackie Robinson? Why was it up to James Brown? You know, to like carry all this, uh, you know, the perception of their race and everything. But it was up to these people. It was up to Michael B. Jordan and uh, Danai Guerrera and uh, and and Chadwick especially and Letitia Wright. And it was up to all of them and and everyone in front and behind the camera to make an amazing film that's going to say to the entertainment industry, guess what? This is what people want. Imagine now all of the jobs that were that that are that are going to be created because of that film. Like that's monumental. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, um, it was nominated for uh, the Academy Award. Um, he actually won the Screen Actors Guild Award for uh, Best Actor, Best Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture for Black Panther. I mean, that's that's crazy. You know, that's 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 huge. That it, it actually got nominated and won some of these awards. Um, you know, as a superhero film, but I think the fact that it meant so much more is, is the reason why, uh, why, why they did that. Um, and, and, you know, yeah. And I'd like to think that that was like, like that was the most Chadwick and here's why he, in, in like, in a lot of his other roles, he has to become somebody else, but T'Challa, there is no on-screen precedence for in that way. Like there's animated, sure, but like he got to build T'Challa. Like he came up with the Wakandan accent. He like, did. Like yeah. He put so much of himself into that character. Well, he pushed for that, right? They wanted him to do a regular yeah. American accent, and he was like, "It's supposed to be like an African nation that has been cut off yeah, like, been from the untouched. world, right? Yeah. Like no European colonizers have come here. So why would I have a European accent? So it, you know, he pushed really hard for that, and and he was very successful in coming up with that accent. A movie that he didn't have to make up an accent for uh, was 42. And we'll bounce back between a few of them. I just had some stuff I wanted to say about 42. Uh, because, you know me, I didn't really grow up with sports and everything. Like It's so interesting how so many of these themes intertwine between the different films. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, fighting for a country that oppresses you. They talked about like World War One, and, uh, you know, how you can still fight for, for America, but when you come back, you got to eat in a different uh, part of the restaurant, sit at the back of the bus, stuff like that. Um, 
I will say that this is nothing to say about Chadwick's performance or or Jackie Robinson's story, but everyone in this movie is acting their absolute hardest. And I don't mean that in a good way necessarily. <laughs> like Harrison Ford is like chewing this scene. It's definitely it cheesy. Is, it's uh, a cheesy film. Yeah. A lot of I actually looked up to see if it was directed by Sam Raimi, but um but it, it was it was not. Uh but you know, but but there were a lot of moments where I, you know, where I cried. Uh, you know, I noticed just like, you know, there's something, you know, we say that we lose him in these roles, but there's one thing that he has. He has this little smirk that he did. And like, that's really Chadwick. And it's this beautiful smirk that he does. You know, he's so, he's so handsome, just so yeah, bright. Makes you fall in love um, with him. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I mentioned how it's interesting how so many successful black uh, people, racism is a part of their story. Um, I just said white people hate black people in sports, LOL. Uh, Because, like, you know, they talk about even just, like, being there and, uh, you know, just like the, you know, these these Negroes aren't grateful and stuff like that. Like, Well, we're still still seeing that. History doesn't change. Yeah, we're still seeing that. Like, like, all these, like, uh, you know, all these these football players and and baseball players who are are kneeling for, you know, for uh, for the anthem, who are locking hands in a moment of silence. Um... They, they've, you know, all these, these, these conservatives are coming out and saying, well, I'm done with sports. You know, I, I used to like football. I used to like baseball. You know, they're wasting my time now. You know, they don't, they, it's okay to, to say the anthem and, and, you know, put your hand over your heart for the flag, but don't make it political by talking about, you know, black people being murdered. So let's just, let's just keep that out of, out of sports real quick. It is wild, man. Like people don't recognize because I guess it's just so interwoven in their in who they are. But like the next verse of that very song that you're upset about is about uh, killing traitor slaves who like went to the other side to fight during the American Revolution. Yep. Like, <laughs> and you know, and once again, like they're never going to see the point. They don't want to, right? It's it's the oh well, they're disrespecting the flag, and then they're disrespecting the troops because the troops fought for the flag, I guess. And you know that means like th- listen, what they're upset about is being killed by people, uh, you know, who who don't have to answer to any form of justice. Like that, you know, it's the very bare minimum thing. And um, you know, and but even like. That's why I just it like I said like history doesn't change like you go back they found something to be mad at him about and it, uh, Jackie Robinson it was just existing yeah yeah you know I did notice that while white people in the crowd were singing the national anthem a lot of the black folk were standing but not actually singing the words I'm gonna say it's because it didn't apply to them probably um, I don't know if you remember this about the movie but Alan Tudyk like one of the nicest guys in all of like geeky nerddom and you know show business uh he played the manager for the opposing team that kept uh using the n-word yeah uh, yeah jackie yep. and it was so weird for me because he's alan tudyk and i'm like damn yeah he's like, playing this real piece of shit right in this in this show uh, yeah, in this movie. absolute piece of shit and he did it so well too well i'll say <laughs> um and he actually didn't meet chadwick on set like they didn't spend any time together so that way like it would be more like awkward like the tension would be palpable between the two of them oh, that's kind of cool um <laughs> yeah did, did, um, did you feel like harrison ford was the lead because this is something that I I, I heard uh, on on another podcast that I enjoy, Move Left Idiots, and I've I've actually read that, that yeah. before. Where like he kind it of starts like starts and ends with him. Yeah, yeah. like it kind of like Jackie Robinson's not exactly the focus, which is kind of weird. But yeah, uh, yeah, like I said, the movie starts and ends with him. 
uh, acting his ass off. Like, like he's the one to tell Jackie, like, you've got to overcome this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, you know, it is that class. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, he, he really, he does, he does all the acting uh, anyone needs uh, in that movie, Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, talking about the struggle of, of black people in that, like, it's, it, again, it is a common theme in his movies, even Black Panther, right? Like, uh, Michael B. Jordan's character in Black Panther, his whole thing is that black people have been suffering all over the world. You know, he's, he lives, he grew up in America. His, uh, his father was, you know, banished from Wakanda and, and, uh, and killed, I believe, and, and like you know, Michael B. Jordan grew up in America, impoverished and and you know, abused, and he sees like what Wakanda has, right? It has like all this technology and uh, this great place, and he's like, you could use that, you could help, you know, black people all over the world like rise up and like finally get the equality they deserve, uh, and and that's like a re- that's a really big theme well, of that of that yeah. of that that story, and that not necessarily saying that's the right thing, but like. You know, like the idea that you know black people well, are suffering. Equality is the right thing, but Killmonger wanted a he wanted like domination. Yeah, he for sure did. Uh, that was that was where, I mean, I was kind of with him, honestly, dude. Stop white. I people still am. Yeah, I'm still with him. Like, to be honest with you, I'm I'm still with him. You know, he's you know he said and his father said like these people are over policed. Uh, you know, uh, you know they're they're marginalized uh you know their leader like every time leaders do come out those leaders get assassinated and stuff like like guys when you put all the all the strings together i'm like that charlie day meme where he's uh you know has all the paper on the board <laughs> and stuff and the strings connected like when you put it all together like yes it is all a system designed to prevent um to prevent uh black revolution to prevent anything from them and that's because historically it gets really bad it gets it gets bad historically because um black people were at their most dangerous and by black people i mean like slaves and stuff were at their most dangerous when they partnered with white servants other white people who were also subjugated and when they partnered together man they were burning buildings down and shit i told you off mic i'm listening to uh people's history of the united states and uh, <laughs> uh followed by the communist manifesto <laughs> no i'm kidding i listened to that a little while before but um but but yeah like it, it is it's it's a it's a class thing and and you know to bring it back to what we were talking about black panther does bring that in and talks about race and class and how you know um like everyone in wakanda like they they have uh privileges that a lot of people who look like them don't and um you know it's interesting to see the kind of you know the kind of person that's created from that like him and him and uh t'challa could have both become like a very similar person had they both been in similar circumstances growing up right Exactly. Yep. That's exactly the I think the message of that film in a lot of ways. Yeah, I guess that uh, that's what T'Challa says, right? When he goes back to the um, when he goes back to the the plane of the ancestors, and he's like, "You were wrong. Why didn't you save the boy?" Like, and then by the end of the movie, you know, he realizes like we have to, we have to treat each other like we're all one tribe, and that's you know now he. You know that's that's what he was able to to discover through everything he went through with Killmonger. Yeah. They open their um, borders, right? Like that's that's what it's all about is opening yes. your borders. Yes, they sharing do. with your neighbors. And it fucking destroys them later when Thanos comes. Well, through. I mean, Fools. I mean, it was gonna fuck everyone over no matter what. But yeah, like you know, <laughs> as America is, you know, close the borders. Uh, you know, Black Panther's talking about opening them, and and that's the only way to really, you know, unite the world. So, good message.
And by the way, borders aren't fucking real, guys. Okay. Yep. This, uh, They're imaginary the lines. The natives and the Aztecs and yeah, the <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 lines were drawn by by the fucking genociders who at one point were starving so bad that they were pulling up corpses and eating the meat from their bones because they didn't know how to work the land like the natives did. Uh, really interesting book, People's History of the United States. <laughs> uh, it's fucking wild, and they do mention just like Killmonger does, uh, the slaves uh, jumping over the, sh- uh, you know, over into the ocean so they wouldn't have to be uh, kept in captivity. Yep. Um, they also mentioned some slaves killing each other on the lower decks so that way they could conserve oxygen because they were in terrible. Oh God, terrible inhumane conditions. Uh, but you know, but yeah, that was uh, you know that's just bold, man. You're gonna bring in slavery and shit into into a kids movie like. Which you should, like, they should learn that, but, like, yeah, you know, they history. brought it in, you know, they made a black militant their main villain, and even then, you know, he, he wasn't really a villain, you know, it's just his yep. methodologies, which which was just killing T'Challa, like, that, that was the big thing, is, you know. <laughs> He's going to be they king. they both forgot about that tribe. And, and, yeah. and you know, as we're, we're talking about Chadwick, this entire time that he was filming, you know, the Black Panther movies and, and doing all these Marvel films, uh, he was sick, right? He, he had colon cancer. He'd been diagnosed in 2016. Um, so, you know, he had already nailed the role of Black Panther for Civil War, and he was going to go on to star in, you know, uh, Avengers uh Infinity War, Endgame, uh, Black yeah, Panther. Endgame, um, Black he did Twenty One Bridges, uh, The Five Bloods, like all these movies while sick, uh, and nobody knew. Nobody knew. He didn't tell. He didn't tell people. Nobody knew until he died. Uh, you know, besides those very close to him. And yeah, if you uh, if you check the show notes, you'll see that uh, one of his co-stars actually admitted something uh, after his passing uh, on The Five Bloods. You know, he said that he worked with him and, like, he was excited to work with Black Panther, of all people. But, like, you know, in between takes, he would be, like, you know, getting a, you know, he'd have, like, his Chinese masseur there giving him massages and his makeup person massaging his feet. His wife was there holding his hand and stuff. And, like, and you can even tell, like, you know, as as a lot of his characters, especially as, like, Jackie Robinson and T'Challa, he was jacked. Bro, like he was in really great shape, and in Defy Bloods, I haven't finished it. You know, similar to where you are with Get On Up, like he's, you know, he's like thin, you know, but he still is very powerful, uh, you know. And and he said like, you know, I I probably shouldn't have judged him the way that I did. I thought he was like high maintenance, and he thought that the, you know, uh, he thought that the fame had gone to Chadwick's head, uh, but you know, really he was just trying to survive, man. Yeah, like trying literally trying to survive. There. Yeah. Um, can I talk a little bit about Defy Bloods? Did you watch it? Or no? I did not. No, that's that's next on my list. All right. So this uh, this is a Spike Lee joint. And the whole thing is about a bunch of Vietnam vets who returned to Vietnam to find the remains of Norm, who was played by Chadwick, uh, their squad leader who who, uh, you know, died in Vietnam during the war and also to find some gold that they hid and you know, become, uh, you know, get their fortunes that, 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 that they're owed. And the whole movie actually starts off with like talking about the Vietnam war and showing actual footage, like Muhammad Ali talking about, you know, why he's not, why he wasn't going to the Vietnam war and kind of how unfair and unjust the war was. And, um, you know, Chadwick plays like a black militant in this. It's it. He plays the killmonger in this. You know, he's talking to his squad mates and telling them, like, you know, listen, like we went and fought for these, you know, for these people. And yet when we go home, you know, we're, we're still treated like shit. You know, um, you know, our people are protesting in the streets and getting shot. Meanwhile, we're here killing farmers like 
you know, he that that's a huge theme in this movie. It's actually uh, their their tour guide, who's Vietnamese. Uh, he calls it the American War, not the Vietnam War. And, you know, that's that's what they all call it. And they talk about, you know, uh, PTSD and how one of the black guys is like, so they're all black. It was an all black squad um, and they're blood brothers, which is why they're called the five bloods. Like he's like, you know, he has his PTSD and like, but he also like voted for Trump and he's, you know, doesn't like immigrants. It's it's very interesting how they go into like the nuance of of what it means to be a black man and what it means uh, to participate in imperialism, American imperialism. Um you know, uh, I, I am interested in, in uh, finishing it. You know, they do mention that um, one of the guys, he actually, spoilers, by the way, if you don't want spoilers, don't, <laughs> you know, just skip a little bit ahead. Um, that, like, this one guy goes to this uh, this woman who he was with in Vietnam. She was a whore and, you know, he was one of her regular clients and she has a Vietnamese black daughter oh. who's an adult now. And he's like, is that our daughter? And she's like, yeah, you know, but I had to tell her that her father died because like, you know, we wouldn't be accepted anywhere. You know, if she was of, you know, N word blood. And she said like the, you know, the white GIs from the American war, they taught us to use that word. Oh my like, God. you know, even same with Jackie Robinson, right? They were on the same team and still discriminating against your teammate. You know, you can be fighting the same war and still be discriminating against your, you know, your brothers in arms. Like, um, at one point, there's a radio show, and the and this woman specifically, like she says, uh, like she's a Vietnamese woman updating the troops, and she goes, "Black GIs, uh, Martin Luther King has been assassinated. Uh, you know, your you know your country is killing your people for you know for speaking out against it and rioting and all this other stuff." And and she says, "You know, why are you?" Uh, you know, trying to fight uh, communism here instead of fighting fascism in your own country. Oh, what a line! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, like, I mean, this is yeah. a Spike Lee film, right? And uh, yeah, it is. It is. And Spike Lee, you know, he does have a history of uh, of making socially conscious movies in regards to the black experience in America. Absolutely. And um, you know, and this is uh, it, it's it's definitely great. It has a you know strong message to send, and I'm interested to see more of Chadwick in it. Yeah, well, yeah. He is only there in flashbacks, and Spike Lee makes very uh. uh prominent visual choices in in telling this story so um and, and know, this I, is his I, last I, film right it's chavik's last film yeah. it also uh is starring jonathan majors who is in lovecraft country right now um so definitely definitely oh is he in that is, yeah is he the lead in lovecraft country? he is yep i saw him in this uh in this one like random sketch show and i really liked him and then i saw him in lovecraft country and i'm like yes like i love when someone new gets in and they're and i see them working a lot like you know they can have a good year like you know, Chris Pratt, like, had a good year, you know? Yeah. Like, it could happen. So it's, it's good to see that. Oh, you saw 21 Bridges. I did. I did. Because I haven't seen I it. did see 21 Bridges. Um, it, it's not. <laughs> What's the plot of 21 Bridges? This cop again. Oh, thing? God. I, I, I can give you the official plot, and then I can give you my plot. <laughs> so the, the official plot Ty, is. <laughs> give him the plot. <laughs> an embattled NYPD detective was thrust into a citywide manhunt for a pair of cop killers after uncovering a massive and unexpected conspiracy. So, uh, basically the film is to about... fight Antifa and the... Yeah, yeah. Thugs. It, got it, got it, got it. It takes some interesting choices with, you know, police um, and and the people they're, they're chasing after. So basically, it's about these two guys who are hired to hit a rival drug dealer. Um, and while they're doing it, the police show up. But no one called the police, right? So, they wind up killing a bunch of these police officers because they're actually trained like former military. 
and they're they're way more trained oh. than the police are. Uh, and they leave like a bloodbath well, in their wake. And what they train for seven months instead of six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like one of them's white, one's black. The black guy actually doesn't want to kill anybody, but he gets kind of dragged into it. Uh, and Chadwick Boseman plays uh, a detective, police officer who has a history of killing cop killers. His whole thing is that he has murdered like a ton of people, and uh, it actually his, his introduction is wow him being reviewed like by the board for for having just killed somebody um and like if he's mentally stable to continue and he's like yeah like i'm fucking good like <laughs> he has no problem so they, they they're like all right wow. we're calling you in the Russo brothers are like hey you want another check bro you want another check yeah bro? he was like fine i guess I'll have they're like, like you're gonna be the guy they're hiring the, you know they want him because he's gonna kill these cop killers so they bring him on board and they force him to work with another detective this white uh female cop and like, basically, this is, like, a conspiracy, right? And it turns out, like, a lot of the police are actually dirty. And that's why they were at the place. Like, they, you know, they, they were actually, yeah, like, come... Sounds about they, right. You're, like, really shocking, right? So, like, the police are dirty. And for some reason, it, it's never, like, quite explained, but Chadwick's the only one who doesn't shoot first, but, like, wants to know the truth of what happened. Even though he's the guy that's known for shooting first. So, whatever. But, like, there's, like, FBI guys yeah, involved. Yeah, like, led to him to make this choice either, right? Because that's what basically starts the movie, is him not shooting that guy. Kind of. Like, he didn't decide at the end, like, you know what? I learned something today. I'm no, like, like he doesn't, first. like, go face-to-face -face with him until, like, halfway through the movie, but... Oh, okay. But, like, yeah, he's just like, there's more to this story than, than meets the eye, you know? Yeah, so, like, you know, they were like, all right, cops are dirty. And there's a part where he confronts one of the dirty cops, and he's like, you know, I know the truth of what happened. You know, you guys are going down. The guy's like, you know, my, when I took over this precinct, my guys, you know, they were depressed. There was a high suicide rate, high rate of divorce. My guys were underpaid. They they sweat their blood, sweat and tears, you know, for this city that hates them. It takes place in Ooh. New York. He's like, was this a cameo? Was this a cameo for uh, from the union? Yeah, right. It sounds just like him. He's like, he's like, you know, so so we take some money under the table, and my guys go home to their families. They they can afford their houses. They can pay for their kids' college. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. And and Chadwick's whole thing is, you know, it's it's wrong. It doesn't matter, you know, what the reasons were. I got to take you down. So it's a cool action movie. There's some really cool stuff there. Um, some great chase scenes. You know, probably not his deepest role. In fact, I feel like he doesn't have a ton of dialogue. You don't really get to know much about his character. Yeah, this one seemed to be straight action. Yeah. Um, his father was killed by a cop, right? Did they do a lot with that story? No. I feel they, like there's a lot they there. Start, the movie I mean, starts. I mean, his father was killed by a cop. His, sorry, his father is a cop. Who was killed. Who was killed. I think that's like the whole thing of yeah. why he kills cop killers, you know? Uh, they start with like the funeral for his father. <laughs> so he's Batman. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool. So he it starts with the funeral of his father. Batman. They bring it up a few times, um, but they they never really like get into it uh, beyond like you know he he should want to kill these guys, but you know he he wants the truth and he kind of goes for it. So you know another cool action movie with Chadwick and I think that like they could have done a storyline and like in that movie like a little plot where. He actually finds the real guy who killed his father, and it's like, oh shit, I killed an innocent man or something like that. Yeah, they could have. Like even then, when he 
when he interviews that guy, and I haven't seen the movie, by the way, so I don't know if this does happen, but, like, and then, like, when he confronts that guy, the guy's, like, talking about how he was, like, a kid when he did it, and, like, he was so scared, and, and, you know, oh, I didn't know what to do, and the gun went off accidentally, like, something like that, like, I think that would be the way to, you know, the plot, uh, the plot line from Spider-Man 3. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're Sandman. You're giving this movie too much credit. <laughs> they, they, they don't explore any of that. No, I, they're not gonna. And let me tell you, from the moment <laughs> the like credits that, roll, this motherfucker doesn't care who he kills. Like he's just shooting people left and right. He starts. He starts killing cops. I'm not even kidding. Toast this bagel. He oh, he starts God. killing cops. And then it's, no no regret. No nothing. The gun. <laughs> does he put the gun to his own head at the end? He's like one less. <laughs> kill a cop. And then, boom. Oh credits. my God. A Russo brothers joint. Nah, Man. it's it's um, it's wild. So yeah, there's there's okay, not honestly. I, I'm not gonna watch it now. Probably. Yeah, I, like I said, there's like you know, they do they do some I commentary the, like, on really good. Yeah. On fake. Uh, sorry, not fake. Cops, <laughs> on dirty on dirty cops. They do they do a good job like talking about uh, like you know dirty cops and J.K. Simmons is in it, so that's kind of cool. Um, For a second, I thought you were gonna say J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> J.K. Rowling's oh like God. one of the police detectives who. Uh, who he partners oh, up with, and she just, you know, she hates black uh, people. She I'm hates from trans SVU. People. We deal with all those fucking. <laughs> oh my god! No, I don't want to say what she would say. Hello, I'm from the SVU. I came here. <laughs> what? Why do you have an accent? I'm J.K. Rowling, detective. Uh, she play, she plays who, herself. Uh, conversion therapy. <laughs> yes, she, detective J.K. Rowling. <laughs> the, we heard you're a true crime writer. We need you to help us solve this true crime. Well, first you got to check their pants and confirm they're men. <laughs> Oh God! Um, oh, oh Lord. Okay, I guess we'll I guess we'll do that. I well, uh, this is this is his second to last film. Radio. So if you want to uh, you want to see some more Chadwick, it's a it's a cool action movie. I'm not gonna lie. There's some, definitely some cool scenes. Um, I actually enjoyed watching it. But that being said, it's not his deepest film. Um, you know, it, it's. If you like the fight scenes in Civil War, you'll probably enjoy the chase scenes in this. Maybe, maybe I'll give it a watch one night. If, uh, you know, I'm I'm, fe- I'm feeling in the mood. Uh, but yeah, so as for the actor himself, um, you know, I, I, I like I said, I didn't follow his career that much. But you know, from what I from what I did, it it seemed like he really was an exceptional talent. And he's obviously, uh, you know, he's 43 years old when he passed. He was gone too soon. Um, you know, uh, he there's a service uh, that uh, I linked to in the show notes where James Brown's daughter actually eulogizes him uh, in South Carolina. And there's also a link to the tribute that Marvel did for him and uh, and his Howard University speech. Uh, you know, the, what's interesting is that I checked out his bio real quick and it didn't mention like anything about him growing up through adversity, which is uh, which is interesting. But, you know, like for, from what I know, like. You know, I guess he seemed to be doing okay, and then, you know, he had the option to go to college, and then luckily Denzel stepped in, uh, which is interesting because it seemed like he was on his way to be the next Denzel because Denzel was what? He was uh, the Hurricane. He was Malcolm X, you know, so so similar. I think similar career paths, uh, similar talents, and similar charismas. Um, But, um, you know, even if it doesn't say, like, you know like uh, hashtag even if it doesn't say like quote like racism was a big part of his life and blah 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 like you know we just know that it definitely is <laughs> you know yeah. like that it was there if that if that makes sense that 
that based on um based on what he was able to bring to his characters that it just like those characters who are also successful it just goes to show us that everybody like everybody if you have a certain color of your skin it doesn't matter if you're rich doesn't matter if you're poor doesn't matter if you're successful it doesn't matter if you're not blue collar white collar entertainer office job whatever you have racism being a part of your life it is affecting your life in some yes. way shape or form some more than others it's ingrained in us there. man it's, it's in our dna and and yeah. you know just because if he had a good childhood doesn't you know look at colin kaepernick that was one of the biggest things people said about him was he was so fortunate he grew up you know uh in a good household he became yeah, a, so privileged you know yeah he was an nfl player about. making money but he used his platform um and i think in a way chadwick used his you know he 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 was very particular about a lot of these roles that he picked and and making sure that he was representing black people and and uh, and I'm sure that you know that that, mat- that mattered a lot to him. You know, he even said he was conflicted about playing a police officer in, in 21 Bridges because you know he he understood what Black Lives Matter means. You know, it, it it's who he is. Um, and he was just a good person. You know, he he was no John Boyega wouldn't have taken that fucking role. Probably not. <laughs> just Probably saying. Not. No, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. I think he actually he might have. Who knows? But but yeah, like Chadwick, you know, he was known for visiting, uh, you know, cancer patients like children and who were terminally ill. And you know, there was a great uh, great interview with him where he spoke about two children that he had been in contact with who had passed away. And you know. He he himself was fighting this battle. Oh um, yeah, and he didn't. And he, and he was like, yeah, and he was like crying in that that segment too. And like now looking back on it with a whole new lens, you're like, wow, was he crying because he was going through the same thing? Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't stop him from being there for them. You know, he didn't let fear be like, you know, fuck that. I'm not gonna go visit these kids. I don't want to be reminded of my battle. You know, he he still did the right thing. Um, you know, people just they just spoke about him being. You know, a great presence and being like totally, you know, keyed into his performances, and um, I, I think we got robbed of of someone who who was really uh, going to be a legendary actor who who you know probably would have won many more awards and, and gone on to do some some great stuff. That being said, what roles would you have liked to uh, have seen him play in the future in the better timeline where he where he lived? Uh, I would have loved to have seen him be in Black Panther too. That would have been fantastic. Uh, of course, the T'Challa role. Yeah, right? yeah, I feel like he'd be great at that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't have anything in particular. I probably should have asked you that question ahead of time, <laughs> so that way you could prepare. For yeah, it. I got. I, uh, I don't but know. I, I actually, yeah, I think that he would be great as either Black Panther uh, founder, uh, Huey P. Newton, or Bobby Seale. Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be interesting to see like a Black Panther biopic. Uh, you know, maybe he he could take a shot at Malcolm. I was X I was just thinking that how it compares to Denzel. For sure. Right, like he definitely has it. He has that charisma. He's got that swagger. Um, there's Jack Johnson. He was the, uh, at the height of the Jim Crow era, uh, this, this African-American boxer became the world heavyweight boxing champion, like Jack John, like those would have been some really iconic roles that I could totally see, see him playing if he had the chance to. Yeah, it's, it sucks. You know, it sucks. We'll never. Oh, or another comic book role. I've been reading Strange Adventures recently, uh, by, uh, Mitch Rods and, um, Tom King, you know how we like them from Mr. Miracle and, 
you'd think most of the book is going to be about Adam Strange. Most of it is actually about Mr. Terrific. Mm. And I'm starting to simp so hard for Mr. Terrific. <laughs> nice. He's written so well. Like, if he were to make the journey over to the other side, like, go to DC, I could see him playing Mr. Terrific. Like, that would be That's awesome. cool. I was going to say John Stewart, uh, Green Lantern, but that's that's pretty cool. Ooh, John Stewart, Green Lantern would be nice. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. Or Icon. Icon is uh, is uh, Milestone Comics. He was an alien who came here during slavery and took the form of the first thing he saw. So he saw a slave and then became one. And he's a superhero with all these superpowers, but he lived through slavery, like from America's inception. Nice. So, uh, that would have been a cool DC, and that that's a that's a deep cut. <laughs> that's yeah. A deep cut. Yeah. Or. You know, Mar- maybe Black Lightning in the movies yeah. too. Martian Manhunter. God, so there's good. so many. Oh man. Oh, but uh, but yeah. You know, rest in power, Chadwick. Uh, we were so grateful for you to give us the roles you did while you could. And you know, we should all be so lucky to to leave behind a legacy in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I I, I agree. And I think uh, if do. you're listening to this and you haven't seen a majority of his movies, like uh, probably many people haven't. You know, explore them. Check them out. There's some on Netflix. You know, you can you can find them all over. Um, you know, we mentioned just a few of his films. He has some others on there. Uh, you know, watch his stuff. Remember him. Um, you know, he gave it. He gave his all. Right. He did everything he could. He he gave us all his performances. Um, and the least we can do is watch him. And I think that is uh, that's that's it. They, it can't be said any better than that. Ty. You have such a way with words. You know that. Why, thank you. All right. But what I will say is thank you again to all of our new followers. We've gotten 100 in this last week thanks to uh, hashtag no comrades under 1K. So uh, uh, we greatly appreciate that. Yeah. Remember to listen to us, rate and review us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the iHeartRadio app. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at PolitiPopPod. Find us on Instagram at PolitiPopPodcast. Email us at PolitiPopCast at gmail.com. And don't forget to find our show notes and sources at PolitiPopPodcast.wordpress.com for the Politipop Podcast. I've been your co-host, Mike Booch. I've been Ty. Thanks, comrades. Yes, remember to never stop thinking, never stop learning. Actually ask for progressive policies from your candidate instead of just voting for him when he doesn't have any plans to change anything. (laughs) And always remember to read between the lines. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Ah! Put your bad self loud. You should know this, Mike. Come on. Come on. Come on. You were obsessed with serial killers. I know I was not obsessed to, with serial killers. Uh, ten minutes not to get ago. off topic. No, we got, but... um, we got, no it's, it's, it's fine. We need to do this. What uh, What company is this again? What do they do exactly? Uh, Joe Malone. I don't even know. Let's see. What is Joe Malone? Let's find out. Quick microchip. I need you to hack into the mainframe. Dun it, dun it. It's like a, it looks like a, it's a perfume brand. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fuck. Approaches to it does make some interesting yeah, there you choices. Go. Here, here, yeah, yeah. And scene. <laughs>